Relay FM. This is Connected, episode 19. This show is brought to you by Dash, where you can create beautiful dashboards with just a few clicks. iSnap menus, an advanced system monitor for your max menu bar, and zones, a super simple and super awesome way to manage time zones on iOS. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hey, Mike. And Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen Hackett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Merry Christmas, guys. Oh, Merry Christmas to you, Federico. Yeah. I mean, it'll be... I'm getting ready for tomorrow for this crazy Italian dinner that we're hosting with 12 people. And if uh, if you don't hear from me uh, tomorrow night, assume that the food was just too much and um, you were in my thoughts. You were. I <laughs> wish I'd met you, uh, but, you know, Italian food... Uh, so, uh, what time does the dinner start tomorrow evening? 8 p.m., I, I would guess. Maybe, maybe later, because, you know, it's a lot of people to get together. So, I would say before 9 p.m., for sure. Right. Usually, we always sit at, like, 8 p.m., um, especially, like, when I'm at my parents. Um, there's, a, like, a tradition to start eating dinner at 8 p.m., because that's when the news uh, uh, begin on TV. Um so you know you eat dinner and you watch the news. Um, and when you and when you know when you say begin, how long does this meal take? <laughs> uh, at least uh, forty minutes. Can you, uh, in Italian, name yeah. the 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 meals like you know, like primo antipasto? <laughs> I like, like hearing them in in order. How they're going to go tomorrow? Well, tomorrow there's going to be antipasto. There's going to be primo. Mm-hmm. Secondo, uh, dolce, frutta, e caffè. That's oh, just so good. That was one of my favorite things about Italy. Was just the hearing people say that. Those, those <laughs> you were just asking, we were just asking people to to, to say the order of yep. the meals. Yeah, just please, <laughs> sir. Can you tell me the order of the food? <laughs> just the order, not the food. Just the order. <laughs> just the order, and then I'll decide what yeah. one, one I want. Uh, sure. One of my favorite things in our Slack channel is if someone says Italy, Slackbot replies that Mike went to Italy but was too busy to visit Federico. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Slackbot is really uh, correct. Well, I like that yeah. whenever anybody says Memphis, the Slackbot gives out a big yeehaw, like a really <laughs> big yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, what well, is, um, Mike, you told me, uh, I think last week, that Christmas Eve is only. Uh, like big in certain parts of Europe. Yeah. Uh, what you doing tomorrow? So tomorrow evening, uh, I will be going for dinner with my dad. We always go for dinner with my dad nice. on, on Christmas Eve. And that's like with my brothers. Um, and then we will all go back to my grandma's house where we'll be for a couple of days. And the, we'll kind of just in the evening, we'll just be probably be drinking and, and eating but not like big meals but you know just like sweets and treats and things like that mm-hmm. um, and I will probably be doing some work because that's the kind of person I am um, but it, it'll be great and mm-hmm. I'm excited for Christmas because of my Wii U but people know that if they listen to virtual but right now let's talk about places where our show notes have been seen this week in our <laughs> in our new segment can yeah, somebody explain is, to me these browsers? Stephen can. Of course. I can. So we have two, two links this week. The first one is running an Internet Explorer 4.5 in an old version of Mac OS. Mac OS, I think, probably 
dot something. Um, anyways, in IE 4.5 for the Mac, the relay site does not do super well. Um, there's a bunch of broken images and there's no background. It's just not, this is not very good. But if you look at OmniWeb under <laughs> running on Rhapsody, Rhapsody. Yeah. yeah, which we should do a show about sometime. Uh, OmniWeb is a pretty. No idea. Say what? No idea. You don't know what Rhapsody mm-hmm. is? Mm-hmm. No, I don't either, Mike. Just pretend you do. Otherwise, okay. the guy will be upset. Sorry. I, yeah, I know all about Rhapsody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The guy. I just I just read the label in the window and said, mm-hmm, "Yeah, Rhapsody." <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so OmniWeb on Rhapsody is a pretty decent job. The text is there, and the sidebar is in line, but it has uh, Federico and Mike's faces on it. So it's definitely better. It seems legible, but um, continues. So. So OmniWeb is still supported by the... This is the, the, the Omni Group uh, web browser, right? Yes. Okay, so they still have builds for Yosemite. Yeah, it's around. Um, but it, they have like nobody uses available. it. Yeah, I don't know if they're still actively developing OmniWeb. I don't think they are, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure. There are, there are builds available for 10.10. Like, yeah, I'm going to say I'm downloading why. it. I don't know why. See, Mike already Googled the oh, it's, OmniWeb. It's already in the show notes. Wow, you have such a workflow, Mike. You're quick. The uh, last stable release was two years ago. It's well, I say it's already in the show notes. I used the wrong bookmarklet, and now it's gone into a <laughs> a, a show's show notes, but I don't know which one. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, no. I, don't, I don't know what bookmarklet I clicked, so now a show has OmniWeb in it. So it's that's going awesome. on 70 decibels right now. <laughs> Who knows where it is? Oh, okay, uh, the current episode of Upgrade got it, so that's gone now, so I'll maybe go back just, to that again. Maybe you just sent a message to your brother with a link to OmniWeb, <laughs> and he's Who like, knows? what? <laughs> It's been a long yeah. day, guys. It's been ends a up, long day. Ends, ends up in clockwise. They're like, what? <laughs> this is not one of our four <laughs> topics in 30 minutes. Wow, nice plug. I'm a, I, love, I love clockwise. I'm opening OmniWeb version 5.11.2 as we speak. Stephen Hackett. Hi. Oh, Stephen Hackett of America. If somebody would like to find the show notes for this week's episode, where will they go? Here's what you got to do. Go down yonder to the fancy city boy coffee shop. Ask the nice young man to show you the computer box in the back room. They call it Internet Cafe. <laughs> Click on the blue E on the background. Now, it's going to make some noise like robots making love, but eventually you'll be able to type. You want to type R E L. A Y period <laughs> F M like the radio in your truck dot F M <laughs> slash. Now slash looks like a tree that's fallen over to the right. Then connected with a C. Connected starts with a C. Another slanty line. One nine. Now once that page loads. You can click on a list of any other pages, but be careful. You know, Obama's watching that internet. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, 
I really don't trust them European socialists on this radio show. Wow. Are you done? <clears throat> yeah, I need, I need Was to that even English? That was really good work. I enjoyed the uh, wah. <laughs> Thank <Wow>. you. <laughs> wah. No, I, appre- uh. I really appreciated the, the, the slash look, looks like a tree falling to the right. That was really yeah. good. <clears throat> Anyways, what, do we want to do topic zero? <laughs> yeah, please. So, you want to do topic zero. I do. So, Federico, <laughs> you have ruined my life well, this game. In, again? <laughs> Why? So, uh, somebody, you tweeted about Goat Simulator, and then I don't know what happened. But basically, it came out on Twitter that I was too old to understand this game. And I said, you know what? I can relate to these millennials. And I downloaded it, and I, that's all I've been doing for two days. I haven't even Simulator. played Goat Simulator So, you yet. just downloaded this game to feel young? <laughs> I, well... <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, it's this quite... is like this is like when people turn fifty and suddenly they decide they want to go to the gym, you know? Yeah, or buy a convertible and get a neck tattoo. But yeah, yeah, it's it's really quite a hilarious game. Basically, quite you control hilarious. a goat and you gotta like lick stuff, right? And just go around. Yeah, and, and you can blow you can blow stuff up. I got attached to a baseball, like automatic pitching machine earlier today. Does all sorts of crazy stuff. It's really hard to explain. You should go go check it out. Mm-hmm. So you're really you're good. you're liking this game? I am. It's well, I like. <clears throat> I don't play a lot of games, but I like games that sort of have, like, sort of a level of like ridiculousness to them. So like, I like like racing car games, but not like real clean, like cut and dry ones. Like ones where like you turn your car into a weapon or like your power sliding as long as possible. Like that's sort of over the top mm-hmm. type thing. And goat simulator is maybe the most over the top application in the app store. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun and it's like on sale. It's like a buck right now. So cool. It's hard to argue with. Very nice. So, yeah. So I, um, I think I'm going to start a gaming podcast now. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. That, great. It's cool with you guys. Good stuff. So you haven't played it, Mike? I have not played Goat Simulator yet. No, I have it for iOS, and it's been sitting on my phone forever, and I've yet to I've yet to dive in. But, but Mike confessed yeah. to me a while ago that he doesn't like uh, goats. It's true. Why? What did they ever do to you? Well, you know, have you ever? Have they're you ever not popular in England. Yep, we don't like goats here. <laughs> we're, I, uh, we're a I real anti-goat it. society, you know. <laughs> well. <laughs> How's that even a thing? Come on. How can you have an anti-goat society? Well, look, okay, if you just dig deep into the history of our country, then you'll find out. If you ever bothered to, like, you know, just find out anything about where I live, then you'd understand. You'd know know what the goats did to us. I was joking, but now I kind of want to check. I'm kind of of sad. Let's take a quick break. And we want to thank our first sponsor for this week, our friends at Dash. And Dash have uh, prepared a little song for us by way of one Mr. Jonathan Mann. See, all shows can have Jonathan Mann songs if they're provided to you by awesome sponsors like Dash. So let's take a moment and listen to this beautiful music. Well, goddamn, it's Dash, where you can easily create real time. Dashboards that show information. There are dozens of pre-built widgets. For services like app figures, Google Analytics, GitHub, and don't forget Twitter. Go to thedash.com. You don't need no credit card. Go to thedash.com. Play with it because it is fun. 
so custom data. It's got a great API to share from Dropbox or the web. Things like line charts, speedometers, tables, or use iframe. The pricing model is a lot like GitHub. All the public dashboards for free. For 10 bucks a month, unlimited private dashboards could be yours. So go to the dash.com. They're currently running a promotion. If you sign up at the dash.com, private dashboards, you'll be able to get one. Go to the dash.com. You don't need no credit cards. Go to the dash.com and play with it because it is fun. Thank you so much to Dash for sponsoring this week's show. As Mr. Man said, go to the dash.com. Yes, exactly, Federico. <laughs> I've been singing that song all week. Yeah, it's, it's it's so catchy. I'm just going around and, and singing Dash.com and people are like, what? And I'm like, you should listen to Relay.fm. And, and then, then go to the Dash.com. Come. It's They're good. running a promo show. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we have some real-time British goat follow-up. Okay, great. So I found the British on goat Google. Society. Yes, yeah. the British Goat Society. Um they're basically like people who like goats, Mike. Well, yeah, these are the you know these are the campaign group that are trying to make goats acceptable again to circulate the knowledge and general information upon goats. See, they're trying to bring people <laughs> around, you know, <laughs> to extend and encourage the keeping of goats, so as to increase the production and use of their products. See, there's good people caring about goats, Mike. Well, you know. You, you don't know, you don't want to know what I think about those guys. So this week we have a special There's No News and we recorded an episode a couple of only a few days ago, Q&A special. Uh, so, you know, we are at the time of year where there's not an awful lot of stuff to talk about. So we decided that we would uh, put this out to our listeners and find out what they would like to know about us. And we have some fantastic questions. And uh, I would I will begin... Uh, via listener JJ. And JJ wants to know what our first memories are of each other. And I was thinking about this question because uh, I, I saw it go by. And I don't remember like specific memories of how I found out about uh, like you both individually, but I, I have like early memories of you both. Like I knew that I'd come across Mac stories a bunch, but I think I kind of subscribed and really dug in after that time where was it Business Insider called you an enthusiast blog or something? It was um, <laughs> <laughs> it was all uh, all things di- digital. Yeah. What did they call you? Uh, an Apple enthusiast uh, website. Apple enthusiast. And, uh, and John Gruber was really was really upset about yeah. it. <laughs> it was one <laughs> it of was those nice. things where the whole internet got really upset. Yeah, you know, and and it was about it was about you, uh, and then I kind of you know joined in with uh, the upset and outrage, and then became a fan of Federico Vitici, and then uh, I tried to get Federico to be on my interview show, and he kept declining me. I, I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because you were I'm you sorry. were you were nervous about your your accent. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, but that then, was uh, three years ago, Mike. Yep, and then I ended up uh, pushing you into it. And uh, and then that's that's another story. <laughs> you basically forced me. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, fun times. And St- 
Stephen Hackett. Uh, I came across Stephen because he was working for uh, uh, was working with for I'm going to say for uh, a guy called Joshua Schnell on a site called Matgasm. Do you remember that, Stephen? I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Wrote some uh, news for him for a little while. So that was how I came into contact with Stephen, and then I I had him on my show. But most most stories kind of like end up beginning with me interviewing someone. Uh, yeah. and then and that was how me and Stephen became became friends and that is my earliest memory of uh, of you both. Everything begins when you ask people what they want to be known for. I didn't ask it then though. No? Yeah, it was no. before. Yeah, it was before. before that. It was before the question. So is um Macgasm uh, still around? Because I'm yes. trying to load the homepage and it Oh yeah, it loads for me. Cool. Nice. Steven used to be a pro blogger. He was a pro blogger. <laughs> I think he was, he was my editor as well, because I used to write some uh, app reviews for you, these guys. You review like two apps. That is, that is an <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> I want to find app reviews by Mike. I, int- I, yeah, please I, do. I uh, reviewed Path. Uh, Seriously? Oh, yeah. Yep, and I reviewed a couple of other games too for Matgasm. So that I assume, Stephen, that is your oh, earliest memory of me. Reviews. It is. Ah. It was you uh, writing for Josh, and then I know you did some shows, and I, I listened to some shows before I came mm. on. And then with um, <laughs> Mike, I Federico, found your, I found your original tweet. Yeah. Um, check out my review of Path. I'm proud of this one. I was proud of it. I put a lot of work into that. I'm gonna. Let's I'm gonna. See. Hopefully, the URL still loads, and then I'll put that into the show. Yeah, now. yeah. It's, it's. I think it's loading. Well, something's um, happening. It's uh, three years ago, Mike. It's a long time ago. Mike, according to your blog, mm-hmm. uh, your story holds up that we met when we were writing for Josh. Good. Found that on the MikeHurley.net. Yep. Yeah, I came across Federico before the um, Enthusiast, before Enthusiast Gate, but um, just from reading, you know, people linking to it and uh, have read Mac stories for a long time. And then it linked to me and we kind of had, I think we exchanged some emails early on. And then of course, really got to know each other with the prompt starting a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So My first good, memory good of Steven was uh, because I, I, I think I discovered a uh, fork bomber. Uh, I, I think I told this story before uh, with the Gmail guide. Yep. With a with the, the guy th- to set up Gmail in Apple Mail, or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was because at the time it was. It, it's still weird, but it was really weird for a minute, and so I just did like a little how to, how to t- like a little PDF, and people liked it. Mike, you know how how to write reviews. It's yeah. really nice. Thank you. See, I, you know, I can do some things. You know, people you can. people think that, that you know I'm I'm a one trick pony, but no, I know what to do. You should be doing more reviews, Mike. Uh... <laughs> why not? Why not? Come on. There's a there's a there's a screenshots in here. There's a sections, and you're talking about all the features. This is pretty good, man. Uh, I actually, I don't know if I, ever told, I don't know if I've ever told this story, but uh, Dave Moran emailed me. I think you told this story before. I yes. think I told it to you. <laughs> oh yeah, you told it to me. Yeah. Yeah, they uh they found it and they they really liked it. And uh yes. 
<laughs> Are you like embarrassed? Well, I don't really know. And they they invited me to the offices if I was ever in San Francisco. <laughs> well, did you go? Well, no, because this was like years before, and they're not going to remember me now. But if you just show up next <laughs> year, before like, hey, now, in 2010, before I wrote a review you liked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, so yeah. there you go. They 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 really See? enjoyed it. They, so listener JJ, um, our first memories of they go back in years. I don't remember my first memory of Mike. I'm pretty sure it was uh, something for seventy decibels, probably because uh, Stephen linked to Mike at some point, or because Stephen knew he used to have the show. I don't know. This is too too many years ago. I don't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. So, <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, I cannot. It is, it is kind of like it's sad that I don't remember. I like, I wish I would have recorded these things, but you have no idea then knowing that it would be important now, you know, right? Yeah. Like, to, to record, oh, you know, in my, in my little day one journal that this was my first interaction with you guys or whatever, but it wouldn't have been important then, you know, not that you two weren't very important, but. You, you, you get what I'm saying. Anyway, so uh, listener Bradley, friend of the show, um, wants to know our least favorite Apple purchases of all time. Federica? My least Your favorite. Your least favorite. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be difficult for me to choose between the iMac that I bought in 2010 and that I basically never used or the second gen Apple TV, uh, which... Doesn't doesn't cannot get all the latest um, features. It cannot receive the latest Apple TV software update. Doesn't support 1080p. Uh, but if I had to choose, I would say the iMac because I really never used that computer, and I want to sell it to my father, but he doesn't want to buy it from me. I don't know why. And um, the Apple TV I still use, even if I don't like it, I still use it. So the iMac. Maybe also because I realized I, I like I had some money, you know, laying around that I could spend. So I was like, yeah, I should get an iMac because, you know, I'm a Mac person. Uh, that was 2010, so four years ago. Mac stories, uh, I, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was all <laughs> excited, you know, I'm gonna get an iMac. Um, of course, this years uh, went by. I realized I really didn't like the idea of a desktop computer first because, uh, uh, like. Originally, because I wanted to use my MacBook Air, and eventually because I I just want to use my iPad. Uh, so today I per I barely use my MacBook Air, and I never ne like, like I I'm pretty sure it doesn't it's like it's still got Mountain Lion on it uh, the iMac. Um, so yeah, not because it's a it's a crappy computer, just because it's not my the computer for me. So it's my my least favorite. Stephen. Uh, mine is the first generation MacBook Air, which is not technically in the spirit of the answer because it was a, a my company at the time purchased it, but I ended up taking it back because it had the the you know had like the iPod spinning hard drive and was really really slow, and it made me sad, and I gave it back. What about you, Mike? Fat Nano. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I owned a Fat uh... Nano, man. <laughs> What's a fat nano? Oh, uh, the iPod Nano what third color? gen. It was the one with the. It was the small nano with the widescreen for video. Oh yes. Yeah, like that's the worst. Weird. The worst thing ever. I I don't the know why pod. I bought that. What did you just call it? 
Huh? The squatty pod. Squatty. Squatty pod. Like like it's squatted, like squat, like. Like squats, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. It's really <laughs> never, weird. never, never heard of that before. Yeah, <laughs> this is these are Mac, these are Mac people nicknames. Like you, you have to be a former Apple genius. You know, this stuff. You know come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, or or an aspirational lead genius in the Memphis region. <laughs> these are internal nicknames. You, you don't get the joke. No, we you cannot get, get the joke. Cannot get, get it. We're just not Mac enough to uh, understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so why did you not like the iPod Nano? It was just, it was just terrible. such a terrible form factor. <laughs> and like everything that it was built for didn't make any sense. Like it was built to, so it could play video, but you'd never watch video on it because the screen was so small. It was, yeah. And, and the, like there wasn't really that much space on it anyway. Like hard drive space. It wasn't as, enough, as much as like an iPod video or whatever they called iPod photo. So uh, yeah, it, it was just it was a mistake. It was just a mistake, I think. One of one of your one of your uh, impulse buy decisions. Look, I can't comment <laughs> right now mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, wow. sure, mm-hmm. sure. I found the uh, user guide on the KBase, and I'm putting the technical specifications in the show notes. Oh, is great. that important, Stephen? Not the it is to me. Spe- okay. okay. Yeah. Do you guys have any questions about the tech specs? We'll have this open. No. Battery oh. life. Okay. Up to 24 hours of music playback. How many battery two cycles? Two. That's not even a question. Two inch diagonal color LCD. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It. was the manufacturer of the display? Yeah, I want to know that. Was it Sharp? <laughs> was it Listener LG? Zach? <laughs> Listener Zach has a question. And this is a, a good question. And we gave, I feel bad. We gave Zach credit for this, but a bunch of people asked this sort of thing. So what's the one thing you're what's what is one thing you're each excited about regarding tech life photo management <laughs> lol mm-hmm. etc going into 2015 what about uh what about you Mike so please I get to go first I am actually excited about the Apple Watch I mean I know it's the thing that's on the horizon so it's the easy one to pick but as somebody who you know loves having something on his wrist to see his notifications all day every day um, I'm really looking forward to a device that can hook deeper into iOS and give me more power I want more power um, and I, I think that the Apple Watch will give me that and, and I'm excited because there's so many things we know but so many things we don't um, and, and that excites me too like you know how much is the gold one going to cost and stuff like that and, <laughs> and I think as for people that do, do that talk about these things professionally uh i'm happy that we're going to have a whole new device class to talk about so maybe there'll be more to talk about in december next year than there is in this december steve's a good answer oh um i was i am excited about the watch i think overall i'm just i'm excited there's a lot of play in web services and the way that our devices interact with each other that makes it easier to go from one device to another. And I'm looking forward to that being even more the case and not just through things like handoff uh, or the iCloud stuff, but you know, the watch kind of plays into that. It's the idea that I can go from one device to another more seamlessly and, and not just like Apple stuff, but like just what will the watch do? Like my phone integration with my car really well. Like all this sort of like continuous client stuff really made a lot of progress in 2014. I'm hoping it makes even more progress uh, next year. You Do you have a CarPlay? 
thingamabobby. No, I don't. Uh, it's it does Bluetooth, but if you <clears throat> I can plug my phone in to USB in my car, and it gives me a lot more control than just like the Bluetooth is just standard streaming, and I can you know, do audio controls. But if you do it in, over USB, it does a lot more. But it's not CarPlay. Okay. I wish I wish it was, but it's not. Federico, what are you excited about in 2015? Can I can I answer in order of the the original question? Oh yes, please. Um, about tech, I'm excited. I mean, of course, about the Apple Watch, but I guess even more than the Apple Watch to see if Apple does uh, new stuff with extensions and multitasking on the iPad, especially now that I like use, like it's like I said, every day, all day. Um, I'm excited to see if they make like changes to the system, like if they if they extend extensions, if that makes sense. Um, about life, I'm excited about. Uh, I think uh, traveling more if I can. Um, that'd be nice. And about phone management, um, I'm excited to see if uh, if I if I cut photo library, which I'm now using uh, with uh, over four years of photos, uh, keeps working. You know, uh, because I'm uh, like I'm paying for iCloud now. Um, I'm, I guess you could say I'm personally invested into this service, and I want to see if Apple delivers on their promise to to have this uh, reliable photos management service, which I realize uh, sounds crazy, but so far it has been working pretty nicely. So I'm excited to see that continuing into the new year. Uh, I don't. I, I think I have a pretty simple wishes for the next year, guys. Stephen, yeah. would you like to yes. answer any more? Would you like to give any more answers than what you gave? Because yeah, you I feel seem bad. Upset my first, now. I feel my, I feel bad. My first answer was just about uh, about tech. I mean, I think I think I can speak for all three of us that we're excited about our business and that. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> one moment. <laughs> Make a phone call to our, our attorney. Uh, you know, excited about about podcasting as a medium, and not to talk about podcasting on podcast. But um, I think we're doing a lot of things right at Relay, and we've enjoyed great success in our first quarter, first quarter and a half. And uh, we have a lot, so many things planned for 2015. It's some of it's really going to blow your mind, and it blows my mind planning it and like thinking about it. And so. We're excited to keep making good stuff. All three of us, I think, I can speak for all of us in our various capacities and what we do creatively, that we're excited about making bigger, cooler stuff. All right. Listener Nerd Uprising asks, when did, or how, um, <laughs> reading, guys, reading comprehension, I'm excited about that in 2015. Mm-hmm. How do you find the right time to coordinate recording with so many time zones? Who says when? Mike, uh, he's a dictator. Yeah, he is. I have the because I have the tightest schedule. You used to, yeah, I used to. It's so it used to be we had to do we had to record after Mike got off work, but we also have to record at least like I leave work early on, on Wednesdays to do the show, but I can't I can only like push that so far into the workday, and so currently we record at the time we do mostly because of me, I think. But yeah, but now I've sorry. built my entire schedule around right you know so like if if we had to move it there's only certain times and days that we can move it on i guess i'm if we have to like if we have to make a change i am probably the the most difficult at that point because i have you know other shows that i do and stuff like that so yeah, I, yeah. if i have to move which sometimes i do like this one i 
there's like a domino effect. Like I move one, I move another. Um, and right. then I guess, you know, the other thing is like, we have to try and work out the times and stuff like that. Like, so we have to work out like, oh, this yeah. time for this person, this time for this person. And yeah. that brings me quite nicely onto our second sponsor this week. Whoa. Zones is a super simple and super awesome way to manage time zones. This is an example of an app that focuses on doing one thing well. And it, it, it really sort of subscribes to that mentality. It has a very well-executed design, simple, intuitive interface. It is clearly designed to fit its purpose. Zones is a great dedicated app to see what time it is in other places around the world right now. It was specifically designed to facilitate conversion between time zones, allowing you to check the right time for an upcoming international podcast or conference call, making sure that you won't wake up friends or family members overseas and send in text messages, and for checking what time dinner will be right after your next flight. So you know you're flying to Zimbabwe in April and you want to make sure that you know what time it is for your holidays, you arrive and you know, okay, dinner's going to be X time. It's going to be in four hours, so I should eat now. Zones also gives you a view of the current times in your, of your chosen cities from its Today widget too. Of course, it is a, a good iOS citizen and has a, a Today widget. So to help illustrate the usefulness of this app, allow me to paint a totally hypothetical situation that bears no meaning to what we were just discussing. Let's say that you live in London and you want to tell your friends in Rome and Memphis to be on your podcast at the right time after some holiday rescheduling. All it takes is tapping on London in your list of time zones, and then you select the date and time you want, and all of the cities will update right in front of you, and you'll be able to see it all there. You'll have all of the right times to send to them and to ensure they'll be at their microphones on time. This is a purely hypothetical situation. Zones is on sale for two ninety nine, returning to its full price in the new year. And now is the right time as they have a bunch of really cool new features coming soon, like the ability to set alarms to remind you of a specific time. So you can set an alarm to remind you, you know, it's what time 2 a.m. Central time is going to be in your time zone. And also sharing, which is something I'm really excited about. So once you've checked out the time zones that you like, you'll be able that what they're building in is that you can share, you can send an email or a message of all of the time zones in a list super easily. So go now to zonesapp.net, that's Z-O-N-E-S-A-P-P.net, slash download on your device right now, and it will take you straight to Zones in the App Store because it's incredibly difficult to find this app in search. Thank you so much to Zones for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. You didn't even ask me about time zones. I didn't know that that was a round-robin question. Do you, you Do you feel it's different? Well, no, I just wanted to say that I that I have a very bad lifestyle. Okay. That I live on American time zones. Let's I talk mean, about not... that a minute because I'm shifting towards your life. Oh yeah? Yeah, I mean, well, I quite we quite frequently talk at like three AM now. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm still like playing with workflow or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it's it, it's tiring, isn't it, Federico? Yeah. And it's not healthy. And I realize oh. that. But also, what's not healthy is, you know, not having an income. So um, <laughs> sometimes you got to make compromises, you know. And for me, it has meant just having a different schedule than my friends, for, for instance. Like, for me, the morning, the concept of the morning doesn't exist anymore. When I'm told that I need to do something at 9 a.m., like my heart sinks because... That means I'm getting like three hours of sleep, and so I like when I when they tell me, "Oh, you know, you gotta you gotta go to this office, and you gotta go there at 10 a.m." Like, it's always a problem for me. And when I try to explain 
the reason why, like like people get all judgmental mm-hmm. when you when they t- also you sleep much in the morning, uh, and they treat you like you do nothing with your life. Uh, but it, instead, I get explained. Yeah, actually, you know, I stay up until five a.m. or six a.m. Uh, because of my work schedule. Blah blah blah. It's it's difficult sometimes, but I also love it. So I was joking when I, when I when I said that you're a dictator, Mike. That's okay. You know, I, you know, it's not a democracy around here, so it's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not a. It's not a dictatorship like you, either. You, you are a good dictator. Oh, you know? thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. So, uh, listener Luca um, would like. He's my to friend. Know. He's my friend, by the way. Good. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. Hey. <laughs> Uh, so he had a couple of questions for us um, in tech. Uh, Federico, I'm going to direct this question to you initially. Will Apple finally slow down their pace and just refine their existing OS? This has been a a uh, topic that many have spoken about, many have pontificated about. Um, but in all actuality, Federico, do you think that we're going to see like a snow leopard year for Apple? Does it matter what I think? Yes. Luca wants to know. Luca wants to know, okay, um, I think they should, but I don't think they will. Is that, a, is that a good answer? Why do you not think they will? Because it doesn't make for, it doesn't make for a, a popular commercial release. Like they cannot, I, I don't think they can sell at this point new iPhones running a new version of iOS that's only like what it, what it was supposed to be last year, you know? They cannot just yeah. say, yeah, we we made bug fixes. Like, bug fixes, I'm sorry for saying this, but they are not sexy in the way that don't, they don't sell devices. Like, they are the right thing to do, but they are not like, um, like a big feature that people like. So instead, I think we maybe a good compromise would be to to have a couple of new features, like redesign the music app, which is in a really bad state. You know, do some don't do big things like oh, let's do extensions again this year. You know, uh, this is why I'm skeptical about a Siri API, which will be a major change. Uh, It'll be nice to have some new features and then a lot of fixes. And uh, as I said a couple of a couple of weeks ago, make the entire iOS faster. Uh, maybe focus on battery life for the new devices. Maybe you can you can focus on stability in that way. Just I don't think that a Snow Leopard release with just no new features, only fixes, can happen at this point. But maybe some new features and maybe no major changes. Maybe that's the right the right way to do it in 2015. Uh, but then again, maybe next year Apple will redesign iOS. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be. This discussion will be worthless. So I like the idea of making stability sexy, and and that is an interesting way to do it. I haven't heard anybody say that before, Federico. Um, like you know, they could say things like battery life's better and, and, and things yeah. like that. You know, your phone responds faster. And, and I guess that there's ways <laughs> around it that they could make it sound better. Or maybe yeah. just, you know, they could maybe, I don't know, I don't yeah, know but, what they would be, but put in some features that aren't going to cause major problems. and then Because it's most tricky. It is tricky because if you try to say, yeah, everything's faster or better, you're implying that last year was bad, you know? And of course, the new version of iOS is always better, 
But when you say, yeah, we fixed all the crap that we left, <laughs> it, it makes you look bad, you know? Not that people don't know that you have bugs. It's just that they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they could find ways around it. I'm not a marketing person. Um, this is why I watch Mad Men, guys. But I guess about this stuff. The other problem, <laughs> the other, the other problem though, with just doing stability fixes this year is this is an S year. You know, this isn't a new iPhone year. This is an S year. So mm. they, they, those years tend to people tend to get really upset anyway. You know, so maybe they don't. Well, then you can kind of look at it both ways. People are already upset, so maybe this is the year that you try and hide it. Or it's, you know, it's it's the wrong time because you need to give them some software features to counterbalance the lack of hardware features. And also with the new Apple Watch, I, I don't know. I think we will see new features next year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because from our from our geek perspective, uh, Snow Leopard stuff sounds great because we love bug fixes. Bug fixes. We love speed improvements. Uh, we we love this kind of stuff. You know, we love when when technology doesn't have bugs. Yeah, Stephen. What, what do you, know? you think? I mean, We've been talking for ages. Uh, I agree with Federico, Mo- especially in mobile, because it moves so quickly. They can't, like, they, they would take a really big blow saying, hey, this year there's not new features. It's just whatever. Stability, battery life, like, not seeing the Apple logo when you open mail. That sort of thing is difficult to sell on <clears throat> in mobile OSs. I mean, I think overall, like, I think even annual releases for iOS like at some at some point it has to slow down, but I don't think that time is yet. I think on the Mac, you know, they got away with Snow Leopard because it was sort of before the iPhone Halo effect, yeah. or and not even like that the Mac is selling more because of the iPhone, but like sort of the Mac wasn't as consumery as it is now, and. I think that was sort of like the last time they got to do that. Like, I don't think they could even do it with OS 10 again because they're moving to this annual release cycle because the Mac is very pop, you know, more popular than ever and sort of in a, in a different way than it has been before. But, but Luca's really important question is how we will be spending new year's Eve. And I will let you guys guess what I'll be doing, but it you will be <laughs> replacing hard drives. At midnight. No. And no. we're doing his backups. You know, it's that time yes. of the year. You, no, no, he will be testing his backups. Yeah. Woo. Which is even more exciting, like like the when the adrenaline, uh, like, oh, that's the backup work, that's backup work. And when the backup boots, and you're like, oh, yes. You know? You guys laughed, but Mike lost data like three months ago. So I'm feeling pretty good. No, I didn't. Uh, you know, it's all in Dropbox. Generally... Generally, my wife and I sort of, uh, you know, with kids now, especially, we're not going out. Like, you know, we will put the kids to bed and then she and I might have, you know, have a drink or, or you know, kind of hang out together. But it's nothing really all that exciting. Just hanging out. Mm. Federico, can you, can I you, still can don't you increase know. the excitement? You don't know what you're doing I, yet. I don't know. Just whatever we decide, we just pack up and go. That's Man, it. Man, so young, Federico. I think when we were talking about when to record next week, I made the joke that like you guys just deciding to go somewhere like on a moment's notice, like it takes weeks to plan to go somewhere. <laughs> that really stresses me <laughs> out. It's fine. 
Uh, Mike, I assume that you'll be shooting fireworks off of the top of the uh, London Eye. You've been reading my email again, haven't you? Well, I'm the I'm the admin on our Google Apps account. So. Oh, that's quite terrifying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be back in a minute. I just need to just go and do some stuff. Uh, no, I, I think I'm. Uh, me and my special lady are going to have a, a quiet New Year's Eve this year. We'll get some, uh, maybe get some champagne and some nice food, and maybe watch some movies or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she has threatened to allow me uh, to to start showing her the James Bond movies in order. She's not seen them, so we may that might be what we do. Uh, we can because she's like, oh, we can watch a James Bond movie. I'm like, no, 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 we have to start and like watch a bunch in a row because hmm. otherwise it's not gonna it's not gonna you know, embed. You know, Mike, what would make for a really romantic New Year's Eve? Please tell me, Federico. Uh, watch a James Bond movie and then listen to John Gruber and then Benjamin. Uh, Nailed it in, <laughs> in Nailed the quiet. In the quiet of the of the New Year's n- midnight, this John's soothing tone as and he I comments can, uh, on on James Bond. I can be uh, I can wear a tuxedo or something. Yeah, can, I, can I say that I've only seen about four James Bond movies? Can I can I say yeah. that I never watched a, a, a James oh, Bond movie? Oh God, what am I doing? <laughs> or Star guys? Wars? What is happening? Yeah, come at me. Yeah, he's never seen Star Wars, so I still win. Never seen Star Wars, never seen uh, James Bond movies. Uh, I don't like playing cards. Uh, what else do you want to know about me? And and we both don't know what Rhapsody is. The only, Rhapsody, yeah, the only Rhapsody that I know is the music streaming service or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, what else, what else should I confess before the year is over? Um there's something I'm not proud of. Let's see. Uh, keep my dock at the bottom. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, I enjoy very much the new Taylor Swift album. I don't know. A lot of people are, are very open about that. Okay. I still haven't found um, an image optimization workflow. Oh, that is something <laughs> to be ashamed of. <laughs> yes. Yes, it really is. Um, can I can I do a, a question, guys? Yeah. Can I? Okay. So, um, listener, Mr. Espresso. Mr. Espresso? Mm-hmm. Mr. Espresso. Mm-hmm. So, I, I promise I didn't make this up. Um, will you guys make any New Year's tech resolutions for 2015? Steven, you want to? I would... I would like to reduce the number of services I have data in. So I'm working on this um, this post for five twelve of like all the services I pay for and use, and it's been a very depressing list because I have things everywhere. And so, seeing you know how can I simplify what I rely on day to day, just in my like in my workflow stuff, will be uh, that's my kind of immediate resolution. Kind of address that. Where where do you think you will be starting your quest? To, to reduce uh, the number of services? I'm, uh, I'm not sure yet. I think there's some media stuff that I could probably mm. simplify. Um, like apparently I'm still paying for Hulu Plus and haven't used it in forever. Uh, I just discovered <laughs> okay. that one the other day. I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I, I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, I'd like to, to you know, get rid of, of maybe some things, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mike? Part of that, yeah. 
Go. So, you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. So um, I I have a couple of things, but they're, they're kind of related. So I want to upgrade my production machine. This is something I've spoken about a bunch, but I really want to do it in 2015. I But I don't know what to yet. Um, I, need, I need a machine that has solid state drives in it, basically, because this spinning disk is is, is killing me. Uh, and it, I also need to then get a new monitor. And I see, because I can't use something like an iMac, um, or I don't want to use something like an iMac because I don't want to have two screens on my desk because I also have uh, a TV on my desk, where that's actually what Mac Mini is running into at the moment, which is one of the reasons why it hurts me so much. Um, because that TV is also, I plug my games consoles into it. So I kind of need a monitor that can have both a Mac and games consoles. So I, most likely I will buy um, a Mac Mini, but the previous gen Mac Mini with an SSD in it because of the processors uh, were quicker if you get the right configuration. But then they're easy to find. And then obviously my only other solution there is a Mac Pro, which I really don't want to do like a hundred thousand reasons a hundred thousand dollars yes uh and then what will go along with that is i then want to to rethink just my general workspace that i have here and kind of just make it uh nicer to work in considering how much time i spend in it now at times it feels a bit cramped and i think i need to get some storage i need to do some cable management maybe i'll just get steven to come around because i'm sure yeah, he just, would love it i have a i have a passport just find me out okay great I will bring an SSD and we can upgrade your Mac Mini. Yeah, see, I don't want to do that, Eva. I, I want to get a new. I want to get a new machine. But yeah, yeah. we got to we got to get you something this year for sure. Yeah. Fun times with Sue and Hackett. What um, about you, Federico? Right. What are you doing? Are you going to go back to the Mac this year in 2015? No, oh, not okay. really. In fact, <laughs> one of my tech resolutions is uh, uh, I need to sell all my old stuff, like my iMac. I have some iPhones that I'm just keeping in my drawer that yeah. I don't really use them. Um, you should go to an eBay store. Have yeah, you, you know, <laughs> I should ask people yeah. to, to sell my stuff on eBay. Um, <laughs> I want to sell, <laughs> I want to sell my, my old iPads. I don't know why I keep them around. Like, I, I understand why I want to keep around the first iPad and the first iPhone. Uh, just all these other models in between. I need to monetize that stuff. Um, sell them to Stephen. He can build a new museum. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. You it's want to keep mocking. the... When, when I will be famous, you will be able to show my iPad home screen from 2013. Yeah. That's right. This is the Federico Vatici's home screen. Yeah, original. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, this smear was pasta he made. <laughs> you know so, what you should do, Federico? You should, uh, you should sell all of that stuff, like everything, mm-hmm. and okay. then get a replacement MacBook Air or something because of your keyboard. And then just you'll be or done. maybe just sell uh, sell the MacBook Air and buy a cheaper Mac. Yeah, like a Mac Mini or something. But then you need a TV or a monitor to hook it into. But I'm sure you got mm. something. Yeah. So I had other tech resolutions. Okay. Uh, one of them is finding an image optimization workflow. Oh really? Uh, yes. I had no idea you were looking for something like yes, that. Yes, I'm looking at uh, this service that was recommended to me. Should uh, I should say many many months ago. Um, my developer for Mac Stories, my web developer, told me you should be using this service and I ignored him because it was a web service and I was like, no, I just want a native app. Um, and then other users on Twitter this this week followed up about um, 
you know, our discussion about uh, image optimization. And there's uh, this web service called Kraken.io. Um, they have Rackspace integration. They do image optimization. You can take a look at the samples on the website. Uh, there's an API. It works with Python. Uh, a bunch of stuff that I like. The pricing wow. is not too crazy. Uh, it looks like something that I, that I should be, you know, trying out and see if it works for me. You can also import and optimize images and re-upload them just if you give uh, an image link to the, to, the, to the API, which could work for me because I could be, you know, I could upload the untouched screenshot using Dropshare on iOS, send the link to, the, to Kraken, and then use the optimized link in my, on Mac. Sorry, we'll see. I don't know. And this actually sounds pretty perfect for you. Yeah, yeah, it sounds pretty perfect because Dropshare just gives it gives me a link. It, it doesn't touch the it doesn't touch the image, and you know. And then with Pythonista, I could just send the link to, to Kraken and and put the the optimized image on my stories. It, it sounds optimal. I just want to try the API and read the you know the privacy policy, this kind of stuff. Would you say it's optimal optimization? Optimal optimization, yeah, well, yeah. Actually, that sounds good because optimization was always there with image optim. It wasn't optimal. My workflow was kind of bad, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another tech resolution that I wanted to mention, um, and now I, I forgot about it because. Uh, oh well, there you go. Then. <laughs> because because Stephen keeps writing in in the, in the chat. Oh, well, don't read I'm, the chat. Yeah, but Stephen keeps writing. Kind of kind of pulls my attention. I'm sorry. Oh, I apologize on behalf of Stephen Hackett. Mm. Well, Mike, why don't you share listener Randy's question because Federico and I are going to argue. Well, plus I don't even understand. Okay, I know. I know. I'm gonna. Exp- I'm gonna explain it. You're gonna. <clears throat> you're gonna. Mike explain. Uh, yeah. Listener Randy wants to know why don't you use the Oxford comma round one, <clears throat> which I think was directed at me because Federico does use it. So for the uninitiated, the Oxford comma, sometimes called the serial comma, is, is that like the podcast? So picture. No. Okay. You totally no, did Mike. Uh, so in the phrase, um, Federico, comma, Mike, comma, that's the Oxford comma, and Stephen. So it's the comma in a series before the the adjoining word. So it could be Mike, comma, Federico, comma, or whatever. Um, it's common practice to use it depending – so here, at least, when you go to college – Depending on your major, you learn a different style of writing. And so MLA style, which is what most people learn, they use the Oxford comma. And it's what Federico uses on Mac Stories. It's what we use on the suite setup because Sean Blanc is crazy. I, I'd learned AP style because I went to journalism school. And I don't use the Oxford comma because I don't think it's necessary. And I think it's cluttered. Like, I think it looks cluttered. And people argue about it. My wife believes in it, and uh, she has an English degree, and we're not sure on how we're going to raise our children in this regard. It's a big, uh, it's a big deal. I will throw my hat in the ring and say I do not use the Oxford comma. Hooray! Can I go? You can go. I so of course I didn't study journalism, especially I didn't study in America. But to <laughs> me, <laughs> but what I did do, so, is, what I did is do learn is from I, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> that and also, I mean, I just I 
I read a lot and uh, I used to write a lot in Italian before when I was in school. I loved writing. And I, I just, to me, it just looks better to separate series of, uh, you know, elements in, 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 a, in, a, in a sentence. It just looks better to me. I don't like the way that two, two words or, you know, two people, for instance, um, look when you, when you mention them without the Oxford comma. Um, it just looks better to me. It, I don't, there's a, I just pasted uh, an example in, in the chat room with the popular uh, webcomic about the, the use of the Oxford comma. Um, I, I just don't like how it looks when, when it's not there. And so, yeah. I've never seen this comic before. Uh, and if you do click the comic link, which is in the show notes, it is a little bit uh, not safe for work. Yes. Uh, but the, I'd never thought of it that way. And I can see. Yeah. I can see that. But it, to me, just looks messy. Like when you see it, like it feels like that second comma is superfluous because you got an and. But but no, I see you, how it can change the meaning, which I'd never. You really gotta you before. gotta think of it as a list, you know, like an like an array. Yeah, but then it feel like why even bother with the and? But yeah, okay. No, the the and has to be there because otherwise the sentence would just look weird without the. I don't know. We have different opinions. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'd never really thought of it this way. I, I don't use it, but not for any reason other than that was just the way I was taught in school. Yeah, I mean, it, that's really what it boils down to for most people. If you learned AP, I think Chicago style, I think Chicago ditches the Oxford comma at the chat room. We can correct us. Um, but MLA and a lot of others definitely have it there. And uh, there are pros to both sides. I choose not to do it on 512. I actually write 512 in strict AP style. Um because that's kind of what I what clicks in my brain. So, and you, anyways, and, you, and I'm sure you get a, a joy out of it. I do. I like to to beat people up about it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, listener Matt asks, "What could be the biggest can of worms uh, as far as this question?" So, I say that we're going to limit to one example each. <sighs> so, any more workflow examples? What about you, Mike? I've just opened workflow now. Um, I don't have any of my own that are like original ones, so I kind of I feel, think that's fine. feel bad. But I feel like I'm either going to steal yours or Federico's. Well, I have a couple I could pick from, so... All right, I'm going to go with the YouTube to Huff Duffer. Yeah, fine. <laughs> so this is, a, this is a, a workflow that was developed in conjunction with a few people, including Stephen and at Danny Brez uh, on Twitter. Um, and basically what it does is it takes a YouTube link, um, it uploads, so it takes, a, you take, give it a YouTube link, it goes to the YouTube link, pulls the audio, uploads the audio to Dropbox, and then give, and then puts it into HuffDuffer. So you can listen to a YouTube video audio in your, in your favorite podcast client. So crazy. It's just so crazy. Yeah. I don't know how yeah, these things happen. Uh, I definitely don't. Like, it is mostly stolen, but it's it's helpful. And I, I use it, you know, people will be like, hey, you know, here's a talk at XOXO or, you know, some conference. And I want I want to listen to the talk, but I'm never, I'm never going to sit down and watch an hour-long talk that someone gives unless it's really visual. Most of the time, these things aren't. Like, you don't necessarily need the slides. A good talk, you don't need the slides. Um, and so I, for a long time, I've done this on my Mac with, um, you can 
you can rip audio out of a YouTube uh, link on the Mac pretty easily in the command line. And so I used to do that and like save an MP3 somewhere and then give that link to HuffDuffer. But it was very manual. And this way, like if someone tweets, hey, I just gave this talk, here's a video, uh, I can just add it to HuffDuffer and listen to it in Overcast with just a click of a button now in Workflow, which is really, really cool. Oh, I have another one. I'm so sorry. We, you, that was kind of more yours than mine. Uh, send repeated <laughs> text in a message. Yeah, I renamed it Emoji Bomb. So... <laughs> listeners of this show may remember when uh, I told the story of sending, I think it was a thousand emoji red balloons to Casey. Um, it was kind of the story. I now cannot find, I think it was, mm, I can't find the person now who sent it to me, which really upsets me. But a, a fantastic listener created this and sent it through. I will find it. I, I'm going to find this person and I'm going to, uh, and I will, and I will credit them shortly. Um, basically what it does is it asks you for uh, a message, emoji, any text, and then asks you how many times you want to repeat it. And it just runs the workflow and then gives you the ability to to send a message to somebody. So for example, I sent, like Stephen has now just sent me maybe a couple of hundred top hats and video game consoles. I'll give you a word yeah. of warning. It doesn't like it when you try and do a million. Yeah, because you sent a million balloons to me, and I basically had to buy a new computer. Yeah, so workflow gets super upset by it, and it and it crashes quite bad. Yeah, uh, like Federico just sent a thousand, I think, and it's just scrolling endlessly. Also, I did ten thousand yeah. is also uh, a, a little bit doesn't doesn't work too well, but but like you know, a thousand a thousand emoji, you, you can really kind of get it going. Yeah, I um mm-hmm. I did tweak it to you to just dump into the share sheet instead of I think by the or when I saw it it opened a new message window and I want to be able to like put it in Slack or whatever. So I just have it go to the share sheet and I right. can copy it out or do whatever I need to do. Uh what about you Federico? So uh I'm told that I can share these uh this feature that is coming with the the next update to workflow. So based on this feature which is which is the ability to um to use the text selection in Safari on a web page, I put together two workflows that I'm using every day now. And they're kind of similar. Um, basically, I often want to um, select an image in Safari and get its link back. So for some reason, Safari, when you tap and hold an image, it doesn't always let you um, open the link or copy the link to the image. Uh, because if 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 you if there's no link on the image uh, with a, an A tag in HTML, uh, Safari doesn't give you a copy option. So I always want to have the copy option because I I sometimes I need to reuse images in in reviews or you know other places on Mac stories, and so the this first workflow uh, I can select an image in Safari. I run the workflow and it scans the text selection for image links using a regular expression, and it gives me a pop-up of all images found in the in the text selection. I can, when I tap a link, it opens in a new tab, and the link is also copied to my clipboard. So I can confirm the image, and I can use the link again in, uh, in my text editor or whatever. The, the second workflow is kind of similar, but I use it for uh, the featured uh, articles on Mac Stories. So if you go to macstories.net, you'll see at the top there's uh, three 
featured articles. And they use a smaller version of their uh, top image. To generate the smaller version, which is usually like a 500 pixel uh, wide, uh, like a really tiny screenshot. To generate this, I used to have like a manual uh, process. I needed to get the image, save it locally, resize it, re-upload it, and use the link in a, in a custom field in WordPress. Now with Workflow, I can just select the image in Safari like I do with the text sele selection that I just mentioned. I run the Workflow. The workflow finds all images. I can choose the image from a preview. Workflow resizes my image, brings up the share sheet. Uh, the image goes off to, to Rackspace and then I get the link back and I can use it in my, in my article. So I don't have to do uh, saving back to the camera roll, resizing manually. I just give a value to workflow and I end up with a smaller image that I can use in the featured uh, gallery at the top. So that, that those are quite uh, time savers for me. And uh, this uh, Safari te text selection addition is coming to the to the next version of the app, which I guess is um, coming after the when iTunes reopens for business because right now iTunes Connect is closed for developers. So I don't know when, but it'll be it'll be a great a great update. So you can't you don't have shareable you you can't nope. share these. Okay. I can. It just it'll be unusable for you. Fair enough. Uh, Reese Wayward was the person who created the emoji uh, repeating uh, workflow. By the way, AirDrop can never get it to work. Just can never get AirDrop to work ever, 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 ever. Never works for me. That's what I want to say about that. And personal health real hit or miss. never works. Just just does never never ever finds anybody. No. <laughs> It's really sad. What's next? Uh, this is a good one from listener Danny. What apps would make you switch if they went Android only? Oh, man. So what app would you leave iOS? So if, if an app left iOS and went only Android, what app would it take for you to follow it? Can I go first? So I could just... Please. Yeah. Get it done. Um... <laughs> I think I gotta say editorial. It'll be a real problem for me if I cannot use editorial on my iPad. I use editorial not just for writing, but for publishing to Mac Stories, updating articles, uh, Mac Stories deals. It runs entirely in editorial. Uh, all sorts of stuff, just, uh, you know, Python stuff that I use with text and emails, uh, links. Mac Stories Weekly is composed in editorial. It's a, it's our newsletter. Um, it, it basically it, it sounds kind of scary, but uh, I would say that eighty percent of Mac Stories are, is done on my iPad with editorial. And so, if that app went Android only, it'll be a real issue for me. Uh, mm. I don't think it's going Android only. Uh, but to answer this question, it'll be editorial. Yes. So, I mean, I, I, I maybe jump in the gun a little bit here and Stephen can correct me. But I think that that answer is stronger than e any answer that we could give. Like, at least for me, I mean, that was why I, I have an extension question of this, like what, which I'll get to in a moment, which I thought would, I thought would draw out more answers. I didn't expect an answer like that. But, I don't think that there's any uh, 
even any combination of apps that if they went Android only, I would switch because I could replace them. Like, for example, the ones that are mo- probably most important to me, like, are Tweetbot and OmniFocus. They're the only kind of the two main apps that are iOS only at the moment that I rely on. But I could replace both of those. Like, it wouldn't be as good as an experience. But just if those those two went Android only, it wouldn't drag me over to Android. But I do feel like that could potentially happen with you, Federico, if, if, if editorial, not that I'm sure it wouldn't, but if it did, I can see that the impact that that would have on you would be greater than the impact of Tweetbot and OmniFocus going for me. Now, that's really, yeah. for me, the, the worst case scenario. I think about it about this sometimes, like what happens if editorial <laughs> stops being supported? And I'm not joking, like I would seriously consider acquiring the app and just hire a developer and keep making the app because <laughs> I need it. You know? yeah. No, no. I think about this, like what if Ole decides someday that he wants to stop develop, developing editorial? That would be a real, tangible, like a real problem for me financially and, and speaking like not just the workflow, like I, you know, I make money by writing and using this app. It, like it's part of my, my process, my job. And yeah. Cause it's not yeah. just, it's not just a text editor. Like, no, no, because no, you no, can no, replace no. all those functions. It's yeah. the incredible automation you have yes. to do things with like the max stories deals. It's probably the key thing. You mm-hmm. might be able to replicate it, would you? Yeah. but it would, but it would be a lot more work still. I yeah. Think. That's yeah. really interesting. Stephen, what about you? Mike, I'm with you. There are definitely some apps that I would be, like, if I if I were to switch to Android, there'd be apps that I would miss. But there's really not much that I, like, there's some things like day one I would just work on just on my Mac. But like you, I think I could replace just about anything. It might not be, like, my favorite solution, but... I could get by much better than I could maybe even maybe even a year ago on on Android. So kind of the extension that I wanted to ask, because I didn't expect any of us to come up with an answer, but and then mine or Stevens really, is if Apple was to go crazy, right? And we we all decide we want to go to Android, right? Because for for in this alternate reality, Google is less crazy. Mm. What is the bare minimum? of the current apps that you have that you need to go. So for example, for me, right, of all of the apps that I have that aren't already on Android, I would need Tweetbot because I've never been that happy with the Twitter clients that are available and OmniFocus. Oh, and Fantastical too. Those 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 three apps are like the only iOS and the apps that I rely on. Like I love Workflow, but I don't rely on it yet. And it would be a shame to see it go, you know. But they're like... I haven't found a Twitter app, a calendar app, or a shed, like a, a task management app which is as good as those. Where pretty much all of my other apps, the they're they're either cross platform or they're comparable enough. You know. Yeah, yeah. For me, it will yeah. be a tutorial, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything uh, else? Like, what else would you need to? Would you, well, what else would you really want to see? My workflow would be uh, would be really a shame, yeah. you know. Although, uh, can I, you imagine I, workflow on Android, like uh, Tasker, oh, basically? Man. Yeah, but Tasker's like horrific to use. Yeah, yeah, I know. Workflow on Android, like, would be amazing. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, Fantastical would be would be. I would miss the app. 
Uh, I don't know if there's any replacement for it with like the natural language parsing. Uh, I know there's quite a few apps that like have copied this feature by now. Uh, probably there's an Android version of those apps. I don't know. Uh, workflow would be would be bad for me. And Twitter, I'm good. Uh, email, I would I would switch back to Gmail, I guess, because. I mean, even this alternate reality, I mean, whatever. If Apple is evil, then, <laughs> you know, uh, what uh, what else is there to save in the world? Uh, I was switched <laughs> back to Gmail, and, uh, yeah, I would miss tutorial and workflow and Pythonista, of course, uh, which I use less, but still I use it. And then all sorts of other apps, but then I get... I mean, if Apple goes crazy, do the do iOS developers go crazy too in this uh, in this universe, Mike? Well, I mean, like I mean, like Apple do something that we all hate so much that mm-hmm. we all decide to leave. So then you assume that all the developers move over, right? In this parallel okay. universe. Okay, so they they will they will continue to make apps. Yeah. So in like so this is like you know all of those developers are going to go, but what is like the minimum you would need? Mm-hmm. What about uh, you, like Stephen? Like short, short-term pain. Yeah, it should be short-term pain. Mr. Hackett? Uh, goat simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's like, you know, I have my, like I prefer Overcast, but Pocket Cast is really excellent, especially on Android. Um, I, I would, I'd be fine. I mean, I, I've, used android for extended periods of time in the past and was just fine and have thought about doing it and could do it again if i if i if it came down to it you know the thing is like android is a lot better than it used to be and the apps on android are a lot better than they used to be that's not to say they're on par with ios but they are much much closer than they've ever been and so it's not you know and i I ran android starting with 2.0 when the original droid came out like it was a very different platform at that point but now with with lollipop and modern android app and modern android design you can get a lot further down the road than you used to be able to so we'll see the moral of the story is that mike is switching back to android it's probably not true Let's take a break to thank our final sponsor for this week's show, and that is iStat Menus from Django. iStat Menus is an advanced system monitor for your Mac's menu bar. It lets you keep an eye on pretty much every aspect of your Mac's hardware, including CPU, GPU, memory and disk usage activity. You've got networking, uh, battery information, temperature information, fans, and just so much more. It's incredible how much stuff is crammed into this app. It's like bursting with amazingness. The new iStat Menus 5 supports Yosemite's dark menu bar, as well as many new Yosemite and Maverick-specific features like memory pressure and compressed memory. iStat Menus also features a time menu intended to replace the standard OS X time uh, time menu bar item. It includes loads of information, including a calendar, which has your events in it as well, uh, sunrise and sunset information, and a world clock for over 120,000 cities. This is something that I personally love about iStat Menus, and I have it in my menu bar all the time. Uh, it looks just like the standard one, but then when I click it, I get all this awesome information. Uh, I also really love the battery stuff. I was playing around with that in the last couple of weeks, and now I have all this awesome battery information, so I get, like, obviously what my the battery is on my MacBook Pro, but I also have my Magic Mouse. I know that I have 8% battery on my Magic Mouse right now, so I need to change that. Um, and I like that it's got, like, health. I have a 98% health battery. So I just love some of the stuff that's in here because it can really kind of 
just make your menu bar much more powerful. In Federico Vitici's review of iStep menus, he says, it's always there in my max menu bar. I don't know why I read this. And it's one of my <laughs> must-have apps that I mention every year. Like, you could say that bit. Uh, but anyway, I will read it for Federico. Listen uh, to that guy. He's right. He's pretty smart. You can't argue with Federico. You, I mean, I, I try, and, and it's really, really difficult. He knows what he's talking about. And you, I'm, I'd like to think that everybody trusts his opinion by now after listening to the show. I hope that we have convinced you that this is an app that you should have. So head over to Django.com right now and pick up a 14-day free trial. So even if we haven't convinced you, go try it out for free for 14 days, and iSnap Menus 5 will convince you itself. And when you do decide to buy, make sure that you use the offer code CONNECTED because listeners of this show get a huge and special 25% off by using that code, and the code is CONNECTED. Thank you so much to Django for their support of this show and Relay FM. Great app. Yeah. So apparently we have more questions. Apparently yep. there was the the apparently kid. It was a was a meme this year. Have you ever have you guys seen this video? Nope. A kid saying apparently it, like he went on TV in America. Come on, Stephen. The apparently um, kid. Okay. Well, I don't know what Sorry. he is, but he'll be in the show notes, which you can find at relay.fm/connected/slash nineteen. So hit us with the next question, Mike. Uh, listener Summer Salvo Dan, which is a really interesting name. What a cool name. Which inanimate objects do you love, Federico? Summer Salvo Dan. Mm -hmm. This is really awesome. Uh, I love my new iPad, so my iPad Air 2. I love my PS Vita, such a great portable console. And I love, like, that kind of... Uh, I'm trying to describe the joy that I get every morning when I wake up and I see this object. And it's comparable to, to coming home after a long vacation and sleeping in your own bed. But this happens every morning for me. And that happens with my espresso, espresso machine. It's just, <laughs> it's, like, um, it's like a good friend in my kitchen every morning greeting me with a hot cup of espresso and i i would be like it was broken for a couple of days this year and i felt awful for two days because my headache was killing me and i just need a coffee <laughs> that's that's not I a problem no, it's, yeah, I know. I would just go to the bar um, and and just buy coffee there, espresso there, because I needed espresso. And so I love my espresso machine, which is a Saeco. I know there will be people asking. I don't know the yeah. model. It's from a few years ago. Uh, I will try to take a picture and send it to Mike. Is that okay, Mike? Yeah. Oh, no, I would like to see that picture. Okay. No, I mean the answer in general. Oh, right. Yes, the answer was fantastic. Oh. Stephen, what about you? Um, I really like my iPhone 6, and I really like my, of all love, things, my Stephen. bicycles. You need to love. say love. You love. You are capable wow. of love. I've heard that. Uh, and I love my bikes. I love um, both my mountain and my road bike and love spending time on them and not crashing them. Uh, I love my what 6 Plus. That's that's my, my device. I love my Retina MacBook Pro. Uh, I love my PS4. 
and I love my pens and my Field Notes notebooks. Uh, on the PS4, maybe you guys have talked about it on virtual, but we definitely have the the beige one is pretty awesome looking. It's great. Is that well, whatever no. the twentieth anniversary one? Yeah, it's great. I I want I don't want a PS4, but I want that PS4. Everybody does, and that's why they're going oh, for yes. twenty grand. I'm sorry. Guys, my tech resolution was to buy a PS4. Hooray! Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Kyle's the beige in the chat room is freaking out that I didn't know what color the PS4 was. I found a picture of my espresso machine on Google Images. It's pretty small, but you can see the name of the model, which is Via Veneto. Nice. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Yes. L- listen to Graham, friend of the show. Yeah, not a question, but a challenge. Steven to use Windows and Federico to not use iOS devices for a week for Mike to taunt them both. Oh, I like that. I don't. I could, <laughs> I could do it. I could totally. Nope. I could totally run Windows for a week. In fact, do it then. Little known story: I owned a ThinkPad for a while, like two years ago. Um, and then I was like, "What am I doing? I don't need two laptops." But I remember. I, remember I could get by. I could get by on Windows for a week. Do it Easily. then. Prove it. I've got a how? Dual boot my MacBook Pro? No, by doing it and then talking about it. Yeah, I could do that. Or I, could, I honestly uh, wouldn't so, be able to to do this. I'd uh, like. <laughs> well, you could. It I would could. Just be a vacation. Like it wouldn't be actual. Yeah. <laughs> doing <this> work. <laughs> You'd have to just stop work. Spend yeah. a week in the forest without an iPad. Done. No, I'll, I'll just be playing Minecraft and just use iMessage <laughs> on my MacBook Air and. Talking to Mike, who will need to work at some point, and I'll just be bothering the guy. Could you not like? Oh no, iOS devices in general. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. you you would, uh, you would, you would struggle. I would have to be doing all this stuff for you. I know that's what would happen. He would just ask me, "Oh, could you just install this in (laughs) editorial and just do this, please? (laughs) Can you do this for me? Just, uh, just a quick favor. Like, what happens if you do this?" So so I'm looking at ThinkPads again on Amazon. I'm going to use the company card. Uh, so, yeah, so that's an interesting challenge. I could do it. Federico would die. Uh, interestingly, Mike was not asked to give up anything. So what would be difficult for you to give up for a week, Mike? My iPhone. Like, I don't think I could do it. I def- Actually, I couldn't do it. I couldn't give up my iPhone for a week. No way. It would, it, I would, I'd lose my mind. Because I was able to give up <laughs> my MacBook Pro for a week. <laughs> Because I had no choice. Because I poured After liquid you, into you it, right? And I got b- by. baptized it with a soda. Uh huh. And I actually yeah. did quite a lot from uh, my iPad, and that was that was great. It was I had a keyboard, and it was it was awesome. I felt like Federico. Uh, but I, I, if I lost my iPhone, I would I would be really lost. I don't even think I'd be able to leave the house. I wouldn't know what to do. It's good. That's a good question slash thing. So here's another question um, about. People should expect more of the the prompt had pre recorded report segments. So we did a handful of them. I did one on the history or like the introduction of the Mac, and we had some others. Uh, if there's coming back in 2015, and I I think I would like to do more of that sort of stuff. It's just time has been the issue. Um, and I think we will also have guests again at some point. But again, it's just been hectic to like do the show each week without some of the extra stuff. But I think if you like that sort of thing, you're going to be happy with future stuff. 
all over the place on the network. So, good yeah. questions mm-hmm. from Graham. Graham, um, um. you know, he writes for Max Stories, right? I know, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. That's why I called him in front of the show. I don't throw that out lightly. So, guys, we are approaching the end of our uh, Q and A. Yeah, so we have uh, one more, and and then we have one from someone named uh, Joe Steele. No. <laughs> wow! Well, to be a surprise. If I haven't said anything, right. we just said it's from him. <laughs> yeah, I wanted yeah. to keep a secret, even uh, the name. Okay. See, Kyle's so, in, Kyle's in the chat. It's it's betting ten bucks. Yeah, it's Joe. He's yes, in the it's past. Joe. Listener, yeah. Arnav. Go with that. Uh, he has three questions. So, Mike, you ask the first one, and then we'll take turns asking the other ones. Uh. Okay, so we kind of already answered this one earlier, but if you had to go to a metaphorical metaphorical appless island, which three <laughs> apps would you take with you? Uh, That's how Lost uh, started, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if I'm actually, you know, it's not the same because if I'm going to an appless island, I definitely don't need OmniFocus anymore. Like, I don't need that anymore. <laughs> no, so you I do. Would take... How do you know when to build your hut? And how do you know what dependencies you have for that project? <laughs> I, w- I'm, I could live with it. I would take Tweetbot, Overcast, and Threes. So it's appless, mm. but there's the internet and podcasting is still a thing. They never said that it wouldn't be. It's just app. It's really not appless. It's there, there's no. So app you're store. going on an island and you don't even take the real Twitter app with you. Why would I? Oh like you're God. going on Why an island. Why would I do you're that? You're going then? on an island with the Twitter API. Like I think you're. Honestly, crazy, but whatever. Well, I, <laughs> okay, what if a, the API stops point. working? Uh, what if the API stops working and you're on the island and you cannot get in touch with anybody because you're using a third-party client and it's not working anymore and you're stuck on the island and you're basically cut. You know, your communications are cut out with the rest of the world. So even you, if you, even if the Twitter API was only available for one day, that one day would be better than the subsequent years of using the official Twitter. API. That's a really bad investment. Whoa. <laughs> I think. Whoa. That's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not trying to, to be that guy, but as a strategy to go on an island. Yeah, with okay, a obviously, I didn't put enough thought into it. Come on then, Federico. What are yours? Please tell me your three apps. Let's see how okay. perfect your app picks up. Come on. <laughs> no, I don't want to tell you, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on. Let's play the game. <laughs> okay, it'll be uh, editorial, Twitter, and Safari. Okay, and what do you okay. expect to be doing with editorial? <laughs> I expect to be working, oh, to be writing so my, my my journal, uh, journal. in, in, your, in, in Markdown, <laughs> in plain no text. <laughs> you, so you'll just be writing a journal, and that you you won't be writing Mac stories anymore. No, see, I I have actually. I'm, I think this is pretty clever, and not because I said it. So not because I'm uh, no my my own bias, but because with editorial and with Python, I could contact other services, so I could search iTunes, not download apps, but I could still search iTunes and know what's going on in the rest of the world just by looking at screenshots fetched with the iTunes API. Mm. What do you say now? Well, you do all that crazy stuff like build other <laughs> apps, which kind of cheat you're cheating a bit. Like <laughs> no, you I'm could not build cheating. an no. RSS reader inside <laughs> of editorial because you're crazy like that. I have one. It works with Fit Wrangler from the Good Underscore. <laughs> Why does anyone want that? 
I would it's a, it's a real, yeah. <laughs> you know what, Mike? I don't want to discuss this topic with you anymore. <laughs> wow. I too would choose Safari. I thought I would be clever and say Safari first because if you have Safari, you have all like a lot of other things. Um, I would maybe say, depending on how bad the island is, maybe some sort of Google Maps and or like web local WebMD. Like if I get bit by this by this spider or the scorpion, what do scorpions do? Sting you? What to do? That's just a practical standpoint. And I think I would take Instagram. Because it's a fun social network. And I could take pictures of scorpions and people could tell me if they're dangerous or not. Mm. Mm-hmm. The uh, the next question in this little trio, the App Store has been around for so many years. It's not really that long. Which apps have had the most impact on your life? Mike? Michael. The app which has a dying API. Uh, <laughs> has had See, quite... I would say I would say Twitter apps like as a genre. Okay, a that's impact. better. So we don't fight. Okay, so we'll go with that. Uh, Twitter apps as a as an entire genre. Um, and I mean, I'd probably go podcast apps as well, right? Because without listening to podcasts, I wouldn't be a podcaster. So podcasters, that, podcasters. So that that works for me too. It's pretty. You good. guys done yet? <laughs> you can tell the Mike is really upset right uh-huh. now. Mike I is feel upset. Like I'm gonna cry. So uh, Federico, so I think yeah. Oh, Stephen, you go then. Well, I was gonna say Twitter apps because that's how I've met like all the internet people that I know is via Twitter. And right. I mm-hmm. think like. We talked, obviously, I've talked a lot about apps and, and how, like, each app had an era and how Twitter itself has changed. But, like, overall, with, with like, if Twitter didn't exist, three of us might not know each other, you know, except for me editing Mike and putting, you know, Oxford commas and things. But I think it's, I think it's true for a lot of people that Twitter as a platform and as a family of apps over the years has made a huge impact. So I think that's definitely the top of my list, really, without question. Federica? I would say Twitter apps and um I mean of course uh, um, markdown text editors, not just editorial. Uh just I I feel like when I started writing uh all my articles in Markdown uh and plain text in general, um like I saved so much time and for me personally the markdown has been like like I gotta thank John Gruber for life, you know. Uh, and the other category, I would say, just Dropbox in general. Uh, like it, it allows me to have all my files uh, on on all my devices, and that sounds really like obvious, uh, but it's not. Especially if you try to do the same with iCloud. Uh, you know, all the apps that are integrated with Dropbox. And I remember when the first um, text editors with Dropbox integration started coming out in 2010. I think the first one was, uh, at least the first popular one, was uh, Elements from Second Gear Software. Uh, I remember Elements started this trend of uh, Dropbox markdown text editors. So for me, these two categories have have been huge. Like, 
I've tried so many of these apps. Um, I I still depend on this kind of workflow, and so Twitter, Markdown, and Dropbox have been have been the big ones for me. Cool. Are you are you mad? No, I'm not mad at you. How can I be mad at you? Mm, that's good to know. There's a third question from listener Arnav. Oh yeah. Which apps do you think have had the most impact on the iOS experience, not necessarily current versions or current apps? So if I can go first, mm -hmm. I would say Tweety. Tweety 2, specifically. Yeah. Uh, I would say also the first Flipboard for iPad, because I think that, that sets... Uh, like, Flipboard is a seal an example in many, many things. I know that now Flipboard is on Android, on, is on actually bigger on smartphones, but I think Flipboard and like the interactions, the graphics, the animations, they, 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 they lay, like they, they, they provided many developers with, with some rules to follow on the iPad four years ago, almost five years ago at this point. So 22 Flipboard and yeah, I'm struggling. Because I want to say if, I don't know, maybe fantastical with the natural language stuff, but there's so many other. I mean, it's difficult. How many apps can I pick? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to pick all of them so you can leave some for us. <laughs> uh, I, I would go with Instagram, photo filters. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I know that there were apps that were doing this stuff, like Hipstagram. Uh But you know, I think I think that the I think that Instagram's photo filters popularized that and, and made a huge yeah. difference. Do you mean hipstamatic? 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 I bet there is a hipstagram. Hipstagram. Is there it one? just uses the original Instagram filters. <laughs> there is Hipstagram, uh, by the way. Hmm. It is I think a, a hipstergram. A, a hipstergram is when you send somebody a pajamagram, but it's a dude in a plaid shirt with a beard at the door instead of somebody in pajamas. <clears throat> Stephen, would you like to? Would you like to, to contribute? <laughs> I think you guys thought too small with your answers. Whoa, think, whoa, whoa. Right well, let me take you back Mac to the guy. Mac SE. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Mike? I think there are I think there are two big apps that really define iOS. I think to this day, I think it's Safari and I think it's the App Store. Um, Safari first being that, you know, they, <clears throat> Steve Jobs gets on stage and he says it's an internet communicator. Like that was sort of the dud of the line, but it's really what has proven to be the most important. And a lot of that in those early days was because of Safari, because you didn't have apps. You had to do everything in the web and to have the entire internet like in, in your pocket was, it still is crazy. And obviously the app store coming in a year later is the, you know, the genesis of all third-party apps and third-party workflows and everything we do on our devices now. And, But I think Safari is still as important. I think it's it's definitely my most used app, especially on my phone, because you have access to like the world's information. Uh, I think those two, those two apps with without those two or without one of them, iOS would not be what it is today at all. 
I think we're thinking about the question slightly differently, but I get I get your point. That I think well, I took the lead for Federico at least in like apps where in which the functionality of those third party apps have influenced the design and yeah. features. Yeah. I mean there's no right or wrong answer. Like Well, just, there are. There are. There are. Uh, Y'all's are wrong and I'm right, uh, but you yeah. know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is it time for the last question? I think it might be. Okay. So where did Mike go? (laughs) I'm I'm back here. Sorry, I was taking some notes (laughs) about what I'm way way off. Searching for a second. He was searching for old apps in his closet. (laughs) Hipstamatic. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, come uh, back. Hi. All right, I'm going to set the stage for this because Federico has promised an answer. Yes. So this is from listener Joe Steele, which is not his real name. We have changed his name to protect the innocent. If you were casting, quote, connected the motion picture, which actors would you cast for Mike, Federico, and Steven? Pitch the story. Can I go ahead? Because I thought of this. Yeah, and I, I don't have anything to say. It's This is all you. Yeah, I don't have anything. Okay, Steven, uh, yeah. yeah. My, so this is on my vision for this movie. I think it, it, there's potential for a good picture here. Steven, played by Bradley Cooper, owns an antique shop. One day, uh, a fine-looking British man named Mike, played by Benedict Cumberbatch... Yes, nailed it. Thank you. ...walks into the store <laughs> and asks for the map, winking twice as a signal. <laughs> The two uh, understand the signal uh, because the, when they were children, they were taught by their grandfather uh, to wait for another person in this world to come in their life and use this signal. So they understand the need to collaborate together on a mission to find, again, their long-lost Italian-American friend Federico, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, oh, to yeah, come back yeah, from good, retirement... Good to come back from retirement and reconnect to help them. Wow. Wow. Why am I Bradley Cooper? I'm not complaining with the choice. Why why are you even questioning this? I'm sorry. Like the casting this is genius. The casting that we have been given is incredibly complimentary to all of us. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Federico, look in the um Look in the yeah, so. IRC. <laughs> so in the show notes, there's a Mike. Are you of are it. you are you happy, Mike, with your? Uh, oh, I'm very choice. happy. Yeah, okay. I'm very happy. Perfect. Steven there's didn't a... like Bradley Cooper. Come no, on, man. No, I'm fine with it. I'm just curious <laughs> why. I don't. Ah, uh, because uh, of the there's... beard, I think. Yeah, I, that's why I thought too. Uh, there's a picture of a young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It looks like Federico's picture from the Senors album. Is in the show notes. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> oh, so hopefully, man, so Just Seal, who's a movie director of sorts, uh, will be able to <laughs> to have a a script. Yeah. Uh, I would. So. I would really like to see Joe Steele come out of retirement to write to write some of this script. Yeah. And there's apparently there's a yeah. I'll take that. They found that they found a Cumberbatch image uh, with him with a beard. See, he's Mike. Uh, yep. I'll take that. I'll take that. Is Mike? Wow. Can anybody help Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephen, come on. There's a, there's a, just uh, this week. The, uh, no, actually, I think next week 
whatever, there's the new Bradley Cooper movie, uh, American Sniper, uh, coming out in theaters here in Italy. There's uh, movie it. posters. They did it. They found one. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's it. a picture on Tiny Pick, and see, that that's definitely see my haircut Come on. and my beard. Oh, this see? is perfect. Wow, wow look at us, guys. <laughs> I, I'm going to send this to my wife. I honestly spent 20 minutes thinking about this. And you, <laughs> you perfectly casted us. <laughs> I really care about this so part. Great. Is, is so Kyle the Grey your casting assistant? It seems like it. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I do not comment on Kyle's uh, plans. Federico, do you have a, a working title for this movie? Oh, yeah. It's called uh, Reconnect, uh, oh. with the re in uh, parentheses. Oh. It's, so it's like recode, uh, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's with connect <laughs> instead of code. And, and there's different punctuation. For no reason. <laughs> can, uh, probably... can somebody... I mean, we're, like, we're, we're totally into the show now. Can somebody like take those three images and put them together and I'll put them in the show notes? <laughs> yeah. Can we have a fake movie poster <laughs> with these three actors called Reconnect? Somebody, somebody get to work yeah. on that too. That, that, so I'll, I'll put all three. I replaced the Bradley Cooper one for you, Mike. I found a better one. And I'll put all three in the IRC so they're all together. Excellent. How beautiful. Man. How beautiful. We are some handsome young men. Well, y'all are handsome young men. I'm handsy, handsome well, middle-aged man. We're very handsome when we recast ourselves as, as very <laughs> famous actors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then, of Can course, we got we to we think of supporting yeah. roles, but I need more time. I need more time. Yeah. Can you believe we're a permanent? Pre, permanent? That's not even... I'm just going to stop talking. We're a major player in the. <laughs> what is happening? We're a, to <laughs> we're a major player in the Apple podcasting space, and this is what are we've we ended with? We we used to be. We used to uh, be talking, and we talk about fake movies. Hey guys, do you remember the prompt? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Mike, um, can, you, can you take us home? I sure can. Uh, I would like to wish all of our listeners a very happy holidays. I hope that you celebrate very well and get all of the gadgetry that you're hoping for. If you'd like to find the show notes for this week, including some some beautiful uh, imaginary photos of us, uh, you can go to relay.fm slash connected slash 19. I think I said 20 earlier in the show. I meant to say 19 if I did. Um, if you'd like to find us on Twitter, I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Federico is at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. And Stephen is at I-S-M-H. This show is a part of the glorious Relay FM, which you can find at relay.fm. If you'd like to find some more of Stephen and Federico's work, you can go to maxstories.net and 512pixels.net. We'll be back next week with our final episode of 2014. Until then, goodbye. Arrivederci e buone feste. Adios and Feliz Navidad. And I did it again and forgot to thank the sponsors. <laughs> so I'm going to have the last word this week. And I would like to thank our friends over at Dash, Zones, and Bajango for sponsoring this week's episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>